The top stories from the KCBS Radio Newsroom. This is the All Local. Good morning. I'm Marty Schaefer. And I'm Eric Thomas. Just ahead on KCBS, we're in the calm before the storm. We still have a tree that came down blocking the seminary off-ramp in Oakland from westbound 580. Westbound 580 itself is fine. It's just the off-ramp is out of commission. Thank you, Kim. We've got a flood and high wind watch in effect for the entire Bay Area for tomorrow and Thursday. Today, mostly cloudy, slightly breezy. The rain starts creeping back in tonight. And tomorrow, windy and very rainy. The punch, especially coming in the afternoon and evening, highs in the mid-50s and low 60s. You've got a day to prepare, one day to prepare for another atmospheric river that could topple even more trees and cause additional power outages in the Bay Area. To the storm desk now, Casey CBS's Matt Bigler with the latest. Matt. You said it, Eric. If you haven't cleaned out your gutters and made your sandbags, today is the day to do it. Another Another major storm system is approaching. It's expected to arrive tomorrow morning, starting with some very high winds. So we can see uh, wind gusts anywhere from 40 to 60 miles per hour, especially in the coastal ranges and along the coast. Some of those high peaks that we always talk about really get windy. Uh, We could see up to 70 miles per hour. 70 miles per hour. Uh, Those are the extremes, but it's going to be very windy tomorrow. That means toppled trees. That means power outages. National Weather Service meteorologist Roger Goss says then the rain begins. Basically, it will be cats and dogs around 24 hours. The coastal ranges are really going to be the big winners with three to six, maybe up to eight inches of rain. Most of the urban areas anywhere from one to three inches. So uh, a pretty impactful storm system similar to our last one. The last one on Saturday, the Sierra Nevada mountains could see several feet of snow. Now, the high winds combined with saturated soil, uh, as I said, are expected to topple trees and cause power outages and flooding, mudslides. KCBS's Jennifer Hodges joins us live from Santa Cruz County, where residents are already being asked to prepare to evacuate. Jennifer? They most definitely are, Matt. Potential flood warnings have gone out last night here in Santa Cruz County for 22 of the evacuation zones. Residents in Felton, Ben Lomond, Boulder Creek area gearing up. So there are some areas where it's really steep. And yeah, if it really starts dumping, people will be in trouble. Basically, Felton Empire is just huge mudslide risk. Now they've seen it time and time again. County officials want people to be prepared if an evacuation alert is issued. And that is a real possibility, says Jason Hoppin with the county. People need to understand that this storm is uh, going to be worse than what we saw this weekend and potentially something that we talk about. Uh, for a long, long time. Leaving now is not the worst idea in the world if you're in one of those zones. The flood evacuation warnings are in effect through Thursday. Reporting live in Santa Cruz County, Jennifer Hodges, KCBS. Thank you, Jennifer and Matt. Speaking of severe weather events, when those brutal heat waves we get sometimes descend on the Bay Area, it can be hard to find relief at home. In fact, the San Francisco-Oakland-Hayward metro area is now the least air-conditioned metro area in the country, according to the latest numbers from the Census Bureau. The American Housing Survey shows about 45% of the 1.8 million homes and apartments in the metro area have air conditioning. The national average is 92%. It used to be Seattle that had the least air conditioning, but after a few brutally hot summers in the Pacific Northwest, 
53% of homes there now have AC. Let's head over right now to the Bay Area Chevy Dealer Sports Desk and Stephen Langford. We're still monitoring the condition of the Buffalo Bills safety who was uh, who suffered cardiac arrest last night. Scary. Yes, and, and that was what the Bills said in a statement earlier is that he suffered a cardiac arrest and that his heartbeat was restored on the field. Now, Hamlin is currently sedated and listed in critical condition, but that statement was made at about 11 p.m. last night. Of course, this was during the game that was anticipated to be one of the biggest games of the regular season between the Bills and the Bengals, and it turned into one of the more chilling moments to happen on the football field in recent memory. Now, this happened midway for the, through the first quarter as Hamlin collapsed just moments after he made what looked like a typical football tackle, and the ambulance would be brought onto the field with players and coaches from each team huddled around him, though many players were turned away as they were visibly distraught. Now, the ESPN broadcast would cut to commercial break three times in a span of 10 minutes and revealed that in that time that CPR had been administered to Hamlin, he was taken to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center as he received oxygen. Now, the game was postponed about an hour later, and former football safety turned analyst Ryan Clark feels that this should put the sport into perspective, as he said on ESPN. The next time, I think that we get upset at our favorite fantasy player or we're, we're upset that the, the guy on our team doesn't make the play and we're saying he's worthless and we're saying you get to make all this money. We should remember that these men are putting their lives on the line to live their dream. And tonight, DeMar Hamlin's dream became a nightmare for not only himself, but his family and his entire team. And at 24 years old, Hamlin is playing in just his second season, but the NFL community has rallied around his GoFundMe campaign. He has been raising money for a toy drive through his Chasing M's Foundation, this to give back to the McKees Rock, Pennsylvania community that raised him. Now that number is at $3.6 million after the, the original goal was just to raise $2,500. That number continues to grow as we speak. At the Sports Desk, Stephen Langford, KCBS. Here's Darren Pack and Darren. And uh, we've got quite a week in store. We do. Uh, the focus is second half of the day, Wednesday and Thursday morning. And the reason why we say that is because even though there's light rain out there as early as Wednesday morning on the morning commute, it's Wednesday afternoon when we get really into the center of this system where we're going to see the most widespread, steady and heavy rain from like the two o'clock hour on Wednesday through about nine o'clock at night. And if the storm slows down, it could last a little longer than that. As it is, rainfall totals are already up around two to two and a half inches Bay Area wide, primarily from that main event on Wednesday through the second half of the day. And with that, there's a flood watch Bay Area wide because of this. I don't expect we're going to see scenes like we saw in San Francisco on New Year's Eve. That was a particular scenario that was just like a convergence of conditions that really led to a unique situation. But what we do expect is widespread flooding on Bay Area roadways. That means low-lying intersections, uh, some ponding of water on roadways, maybe even more than that. We're all going to encounter that to some degree. And it also impacts the streams and creeks in the Santa Cruz Mountains and in the North Bay. We're likely going to see more of those overflowing banks from this storm, although the Russian River will not reach flood stage with this one. It's also going to be really windy as that system comes through on Wednesday afternoon and evening. Gust to 40 miles an hour where we live, 60 miles an hour at the higher elevations in the mountains. That means down trees. That means power outages. That means unexpected obstacles on roadways. There's a lot with this storm.
We'll get a little bit of a break on Friday, but there are more systems coming in for Saturday, primarily Sunday and Monday of next week. But this one looks more impressive than those guys. Thanks, Darren, for keeping on top of it all. As we've been telling you, this is the day to brace for the coming storm, and that may mean stocking up on sandbags. But as KCBS reporter Holly Kwan tells us in this live report, the city of San Francisco is starting to run out. Holly? Yeah, Eric, so many people are looking to shore up their homes and businesses against water they never thought they'd see rushing in from the street, down hillsides, under fences, that city public works yards are running low on sandbags. 8,500 bags given out since Saturday, and now the city is calling around looking for more. City officials say if you don't need sandbags and don't usually see flooding, please leave them for the people who do. They're asking you to clear the leaves or trash from storm drains to reduce the likelihood of flooding first. And it's not just San Francisco. According to the Chronicle, Pleasant Hill was limiting bags to 10 per household, not per person, per household. And depending on how much you're trying to protect, 10 bags really isn't going to build that big of a wall. You can try just getting bags at the hardware store and filling with kitty litter, although that will get expensive. Stay with KCBS or we'll check around for the best storm prep and try and keep you safe when the rain and winds start. Reporting live, Holly Quam, KCBS. Thank you, Holly. For the first time ever, over half of Marin County's rural and unincorporated areas have been flagged as high fire hazard severity zones. State fire officials have unveiled a new proposed map ranking the risk of fire in certain areas, and it will be taking public comments on it through next month. It shows over 102,000 acres are in the high fire hazard category, nearly 33% increase since the last map in 2007. Another 26,000-plus acres would land in the very high category, a 9% jump from that 2007 update. The proposed map covers about 200,000 acres overseen by state fire prevention efforts. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts and stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying play KCBS radio.